Now, as I said, folks, there was a bit of a mix-up with our artist tonight, and I've got Matty Zab on the phone, and he's going to tell us all about uh, Mark Oates and Matty's new album. How are you going there, Mark? Uh, Matty? Matty. Matty. How are you, mate? You're well? Yeah, great. Great, Phil. Really well. I'm doing really well. You know, the last time we we did this was was at the hotel in Harrington, and I kept calling you Mark. And Matt and 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 Mark Maddie, I got it, I got it all back to front and upside down. So I've been I've been called Mark before. Actually, my very first ever session guitar playing gig, and Mark Oates was on the same record. Uh huh. And I remember I remember it was for a fellow called Frankie Davidson and Rob. I didn't know the guy, but it apparently was pretty good at the time. And we went to the studio. Out comes the record. And I went to, uh, I think it might have been a shopping centre, and here's the record, and you read the back cover, and it says Mark Zab oh, on guitar. Oh, <laughs> so don't worry, that's happened before. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness me! So that was real. That I've never done that. I mean, I've never said Ma- right. I've never said Manny Zab on fiddle. <laughs> I've never. No, that's done. all good. I, I wish I could play fiddle. <laughs> I tell you what, Mark O's, he's a legend. He's from the for the listening uh, audience. He's he's a member or oh, used to be a member of the Bushwhackers, and what a phenomenal fiddle player the man is. Yeah, he's amazing. He's living up your neck of the woods now. I think he's um out there, up in the uh, Wasmansbury area up there, hiding yep. out. That's yeah, yes, no, that's that's right. I've ran into Matty. Uh, <laughs> I've done it again. Oh, crikey. <laughs> I'm gonna write a cue sheet out. I've, I've ran into Mark a couple of times actually, um, in, in around uh, Sackville and Wiseman's, and, and um, I've had a bit of a chat to him. I, I want to try and get him on the phones actually. It would have been great to have got you both you guys on together, that would have been phenomenal because oh, he's we, got a great story. Yeah, because yeah, we could have spoke about this new album. This, this I've actually been uh, been listening to this album, this one you guys did together, and mm. I, I played uh, Caledonia a, a little while back, and I played one from your very very early album, which of course was yeah. um, Matilda Rose, and then oh, I love it. Yeah, look, great stuff, mate. And then when I and when I heard this, um, the red haired Mason. Oh my goodness, mate! That's that's a real toe tapping number, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, that that's pretty hectic. We got sort of got that, and it's live too. So I mean, the thing with that record is we got in the studio and we just we just pressed the red button and played, you know, and that's sort of what we ended up with. And, and you know, I think there's nothing like that energy when you're playing together. And I think our history too, having played together since '87, right? You know, when you know someone that well, and we always said one day, you know, one day, one day, and then that day came. We said, look, let's get in the studio, and we did that. Uh, it's great fun. It was fantastic to see you guys. I I, I was at the William Acoustic Festival um, a couple of years back, and it got rained out, and it, it was a Saturday yeah. Saturday night. Round Mountain Girls were on, and um, yep. it was supposed to close up with Diesel, and the whole heavens opened up, and poor old you know Mark Lazotte never got to step on stage because it was just a it was just a, a nightmare with a rain, and you guys were actually supposed to close on the Sunday the following day. And I yep. was very fortunate to catch up with you guys at the Harrington Hotel and to see you guys, because I've never seen you play live together and you, you have so much fun up there and, and, and you <laughs> kind of give each other a bit of a wink and a bit of a nod so you obviously know where you're going musically or you've got some sort of, uh, some sort of um, psychic therapy stuff going on up there because you look at each other and nod and wink and <laughs> you, you're having so much fun. I mean... It's unbelievable to see you guys play. So about the album, mate, how was it? How was it like in the studio doing it all? Well, we sort of um, yeah, we did it up here in Taree with a young guy called Jake Davy. Yep, 
Um, Jake's brilliant singer songwriter. He's I think he did. Um, he was on the country country gig at Tamworth, um, uh, and just got a great studio up here. Fantastic. Yeah. Yes. And um, so we just, you know, Mark came up a couple of times and we just got in there and did this thing. And song-wise, we didn't really, we didn't really sort of go, oh, let's let's create a record that's going to be, you know, look for the charts. We actually just did it because it was something we desperately wanted to do after all these years. And so the cho- song choices were pretty random. Like we didn't sort of say, okay, we're going to try and keep this cohesive or we're not going to try. And... It actually ended up, you know, stuff stuff that I'd written from different parts of my life right through to. You know, some, something like um, uh, the Redhead Mason, which is just two cracking bluegrass tunes, you know. And yeah. and, yeah, so we ended up with that. And and then COVID came around, you know, we've sort of had this year uh, all regrouping and finding new new things to do. And, and, you know, I think everybody, every musician that would be listening in or people, you just realise, um, you know, how, how much change has come, come over all our lives. But, you know, I've been reinventing, um, you know, there's a lot of online streaming stuff and, uh, you know, I've enjoyed that, Phil, that's been, that's been good. Yes. You know. So did you, did you sort of have a bit of a tip jar going there? Because I see a lot of, a lot of the artists, I mean, Corey Legg, you you know, Corey, he was at the, uh, well, actually when Corey, when I met Corey, he was with the uh, Swamp Stompers. Now he's gone out on his own. He's got this new album coming out. Mm. Um, Great guitar player. Oh, Phenomenal guitar player and love mm. his lyrics too. He's a great lyricist. And yeah, he's very good. Very talented young man. He's, I found out he's only like 28 years of age. So, yep. goodness me, what's he going to be like in another 20 years? <laughs> Evolution, like a monster. Oh, you're, not, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I think that's the thing I love about the internet now is, you know, the, the, the amount of talent that is, that is out there. I mean, early days you, you get a, you know, a young guitar player um, I remember saying, "Okay, I want to learn this." You have to get the record, and you put this. You put it on, and and you try and get the lick, or try and get the thing, and you stop, and you get the needle, and you put it back, and you go back over the lick, and you, you know, you get it. Yeah. And now, you know, the amount of young young people out there who are just monstering on guitars because they can access it so easily. Yeah, it's like it's fantastic. I love seeing that happen. Well, I had a young. And- a young lady on last week, and she's just 18, and she learned to play guitar. She was writing she, – she was playing – I think she started playing piano when she was seven, and she started writing when she was nine. And she picked, yeah, up, well. a, she picked up a guitar about five years ago and a ukulele, and she self-taught from – YouTube, <laughs> and you wouldn't yep. you wouldn't imagine it by listening to her. And she's such a beautiful young lady. She's eighteen, really aspiring. She's wrote four cracker tracks, and and I had to get her on the program because I thought I want to try and promote young people to, to to do something like this rather than sit around and play PlayStation all day. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I think um, one thing that like up here we've got a little shop called Basin Blues up here, and um, it's great shop. Yep. But they, you know, think COVID came down and yes. they were getting inundated with people buying instruments. You know, I thought, wow, it's, I like to hear people that are out there doing, you know, playing more, learning new things. They sold out of their ukuleles nearly. <laughs> people people just going, all right, we're going to try something. It was just great. You know? Well, apparently it's a four-stringed instrument and apparently it's an easy one to learn to play. So maybe I should pick it up and, and do that, you know what I mean? Because I'd love to be able to play an instrument. I, I, I've never really had the, I guess, the um, 
the discipline to practice day right. in and day out. You know what I mean? You pick it up. And you, but I do have some friends that are actually listening in now. Um, and and a good friend of mine, Chris, his name is, um, from Woi Woi, and he yep. taught himself to play guitar when he sort of went through a relationship bust-up, you know what I mean? And every time he came yep. to my house, he had his guitar under his arm and, and we'd sit there talking and he'd sit, there was an electric guitar and he'd just sit there strumming and, of course, you couldn't hear it because it wasn't amplified. And I said, what are you doing? He says, oh, I'm practising. <laughs> he practised all day. And he's a great guitarist now. And he just did it all by books. And, I mean, there wasn't internet to really assist back in those days. You'd buy a, a book and there'd be a DVD in there or something and it'd teach yourself how to play guitar in six easy lessons. But, obviously, the ones who stick to it um, get something out of it like he did. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Fantastic. I mean, it's, it's so accessible now, you know, like um – I like that, you know, you can, anything you want to find, it's there. You know, you, mm. want to, you want to play this, you want to play that style, you want to play this lick, yep. you know, it's there for someone to learn. And, and, and you know, that's that's the kid with, like young kids with, you know, fresh minds. Yes. They're like sponges, exactly. you know, they're just putting it together. Exactly. But, yeah, no, we, it's um, what a crazy year we've had, eh? It's, look, my friend, it's been, it's been an impossible year. It's the year that everybody wants to forget because if it wasn't the bushfires at the start of the year that was decimating people's properties and homes and now they're getting flooded down there in the south again and, and, oh, and we've, been, we've been bombarded with COVID-19. I was actually in South Australia when it all broke out. So I had to run for the hills because they were closing borders left, right and centre and I thought if I don't get home, I'm going to be landlocked in a different state. And and you think it was just going to be something that would last a month or six weeks, eight weeks, and here we are like six months later, seven months later, and it's still going on. And doesn't look like yeah. ending, does it really? It just, it's just killing us. No, it's crazy. I mean, you sort of um, – well, I, I feel like it's the most uh, – I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain. I know everyone's had their own experience with it. Yes. You know, I, and I can't see anything changing until they get some sort of vaccine. Absolutely. You know, really that we can sort of rely on, and I, I mean, no one knows when that's coming. No. And uh, you know, but um, until then, you know, I mean, I know there's a lot of people struggle, you know, with 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 lots going on, or you know, the changes that are happening and uh, lack of work. Yes. You know, yes. all those sorts of things. Yes. I mean, uh, there's. A million scenarios, and I mean the musicians. You know, there's so many musicians who, uh, you know, we just it just stopped. It's like you know, you go, wow, oh, yeah, um, wow, you're <laughs> not playing. No. I mean, I, I, I was like, um, to say that if somebody told me, you know, ten years ago, uh, 2020, you are going to be not playing anywhere. <laughs> you couldn't get it in your head. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't be able to <laughs> grasp something like that. In a million yeah. years. Mind well, you, I did do one gig um, just uh, recently. Was I've done a couple of gigs, like you know, as as you know, uh, New South Wales and Queensland. They're, they're still doing some gigs. Yes, they are. All yeah. the social distance stuff, and it's a bit surreal. But I, I did do one gig. I sat on my stool and I looked at all the people and thought, okay, I'm going to play guitar, you know. <laughs> and I thought, and three hours and ten minutes later, I hopped off the stool. I wow. did not move. I played. I was so engrossed in what I was doing, I thought I'm just and I mean it's, it's it was it was epic just to play, you know, just to play my guitar. Fantastic. So. so how many how many did you have in the audience? Oh well it was a bit daunting really because you sort of think and you know what was really interesting too was like, you know, you talk about social distancing and I can see 
say, in the pubs, for instance, you know, everyone was reasonably all spaced out and everyone was in, you know, a good space. But as the beer kicked in, people started getting a bit loose mm. and I'm sort of sitting there on my stool going, okay, I'll stay right here. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it was it was good. It was probably about... 180 people in the in the, in the club. Oh wow, that's well, that's that's yeah. quite an epic. But that was that was before we sort of had this neck and this 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 ne- next sort of wave happening now. I think people yeah. are getting a bit more wary now. I mean, you go into even Tari, you'll see people wearing masks, yeah. things like that. Yeah, but yeah. Um, you know, uh, but that's part of what we're doing. It is. Um, Unfortunately, it's it's hit everybody hard, but it's hit musicians who who make a living out of out of this. Mm. You know, well, like everybody, if you can't work, you can't work. You, you're feeling it, and everybody's feeling it. That's some are can and some can't, and it's it's. I guess it's the have and have nots in their in their job positions. You know. Well, I think we're lucky to, to live in Australia. You yeah, know, yeah. I think that's that's the thing I always remind myself is going okay. You know, I did. I did spend seven years living in America. Um, you know, I, I know that. I know that that environment, and I, I couldn't imagine being there now with no, no support. No way. Um, I've got lots of American guitar player mates over there who are just um, totally struggling. Yeah, you know, yeah. And you hear from them, and and you think, wow, okay. So I think you know anyone listening in would would agree that we're very lucky here. Um, yes. You know, with the, the care we get and get looked after in mm-hmm. general, even even for the people who are doing it the hardest. You know, I mean, I know uh, I know got friends who are doing, having awful times. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's hard. It is. But, it is. But I'm feel, I feel very thankful. Yeah, yeah. And yes. and you know, I'm, I'm I'm still in love with music and and, and loving what I, what I do. That's the really that's cool. the main thing. Are you doing any? Are you be, you're being creative. You, you, a lot of the artists I've spoken to over the last few months, if they're saying, "Well, we're being very creative," like Kevin Borich, for yeah, example. Totally. He's he wrote a new thing called "Call a Friend," which was all about catching up with your your buddies and that that you haven't seen for a long, long time. And, oh, and great guitar player. Oh, He's a great guitar player. He's he's a he's an absolute gem of a bloke too. I was chatting with Kevin yesterday. Uh, no, Friday. Sorry, I was chatting with Kev Friday and having a bit of a catch up with him on the phones. And and yeah, a phenomenal guitar player. <laughs> and, do, you want, uh, do you want a great story? About yes, him? yes. Tell me a really tell good me. one. Yep. Uh, he may he may he may not remember this. But it was in the nineteen nineties, and I was playing at the Mooloola Bar Hotel. Okay, and I was in a band called Fiddle Me Please with this fiddler. Yes, and anyway, I um. I don't know what happened, but I I left my guitar outside this crappy hotel. Oh, really? <laughs> where we were staying. Just my old mate that I still play. And I fell asleep. Right. And woke up with a knock at my door. And Kevin Boris was playing the main bar that night. Uh-huh. He says, hey, mate, I reckon you'll need this. <laughs> yep, yep, that'd be Kev. And handed me my guitar, and I remember thinking, "Oh, that's Kevin Borich, and that's my guitar. What's it doing there?" Yep. And yep. I remember thinking, and, you know, there's, there's a million music musicians will have those stories of, you know, yeah. Yeah. after thousands of gigs of, you know, a guitar that you could have lost and you didn't, yep. and and mine was <laughs> thankfully handed back to me, you know, yep. at one o'clock in the morning by Kevin Borich. Mm. I'm going well. That's the sort yeah. of guy he is, though. If he saw you walk away, he'd call you back. But he's lost. Oh, for sure. He's lost stuff at gigs. I mean, he was playing at the hotel in uh, Hawkesbury Hotel. Uh, he was down there doing a gig, and 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 he left his jacket, a leather jacket. That's, I mean, you know, he was posting it, offering rewards, all sorts of stuff, and 
somebody's picked it up and thought, oh, that's, that's KB's coat, I'll keep that. <laughs> he never got it back, poor fella, you know what I mean? But he's, <sighs> a, he's the sort of guy, he would he would hunt you down to get it back to you because that's the type of bloke he is. He's yeah, well, I, I never re-met him and I never – it was just something that happened. I never forgot it. So whenever I hear his name, I think, ah, I like that Kevin Boris. <laughs> oh, he's a top bloke. I'll, I'll be talking to Kev probably next week, so I'm going to throw that story <laughs> throw that story at him. He may not remember, but I remember I remember it through yeah. the bell going, yeah. wow, okay, yeah. there's my guitar. I should have gone missing. It was a really speedy car park too. Uh, okay. Should have wow. gone. Wow. Well, it wasn't meant. Yeah. Obviously, it wasn't meant to be, my friend. It wasn't. Meant no, to it was be. meant to be picked up by by Kev. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, oh, he's lost. Put a bit of magic. Put a bit of magic. Put in a it bit for of me. magic. Well, you know, he's pretty. He's pretty phenomenal on the guitar. I got, he, well, you'd know that. I don't need to tell you. You're oh, a player, so yeah. he's on the money. He sure That's is. Sure. He sure is, and I mean, he 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 beat cancer, and um, and he's seventy years of age now, and he's still gets off the stage completely drenched and he doesn't hold back on any of his performances. That's the type of guy he is. And it's like he says, it's all about the music, man. It's all about the music. So, and yeah, he got that so, right, didn't he? he abs- he's always had that attitude. Absolutely. And, and, and he, I think too, he's, had, he's got huge respect by, by, the, by the, the community at large, but particularly musicians, you know, any time you hear his name, it's always in good stead, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, mate. Can you tell us any more about this album? Because I want to ask you about your about your boy Marley too. Because I haven't seen him for a little while. But I'll, before we get on to Marley, I, I heard this. I heard this album because it is on it is on uh, Spotify. The album. So if people want to hear it, they can and download tracks or whatever. One that really got to me too was Saturday Night in the Hall. Beautiful song. Yeah, I love that song. Beautiful, yeah, beautiful. song. Now, did you write the lyrics for this one? Yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> mate, it's a beautiful song. Like I've played the entire album twice, um, and like Caledonia is such a great track. The redhead Mason, that was just like whoa. <laughs> I'm going to play that after we hang up, and then <laughs> Saturday, Saturday yeah. night in the hall. I thought, gee, that's a lovely song. You know, like where did yeah, you get the inspiration so. from for that? Um, well, um, I would say just you know. Most musicians who've travelled and done all the country halls, yep. and I mean, your typical day out, if you were doing a, a gig at a country hall and in a foreign town, you turn up there, uh, you would have to call the lady from the Country Women's Association who did not want to hear from some musician at 2.30 in a Saturday afternoon. They come down, they let you into the hall, they tell you not to touch the tea bags and <laughs> don't break anything, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> don't break anything. And they leave you there. Right. And so you do your sound check and you oftentimes, you know, you sit there and you wait. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, often I, I think if you go into any old country hall and you see all the graffiti and bits and pieces in the old photographs, Yep, and yep. you know my mind swims with sort of imagination and those scenarios, and, and that song just you know fell out like a like a poem. Yeah, you know, and imagine it's all like black and white theatre in my head. But yeah. I do, I do love that song. It's a, a lot. Beautiful, it's beautiful track, mate. If people want to get your music, what's the, what's the best way that they can get the music? Is it? Well, it, you can go to oh, you can go to Madzar's Spotify or Mark Oates and Madzar. Okay, so if you want that new record, we it's under Mark. It is, yeah. So it's Mark Oates and that's up. So if you if you go Mark Oates and that's up, you can get that record. Okay. And um, you know, there's just, just some great honest tracks in it. You know, it, mate, sort of. It is. It's it, look. I think it's I think it's brilliant. I really do. I mean, and as I said, and the and the other one too was the uh, harp and fiddle thing. 
Oh, that's yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's that that's uh, yeah, that's just absolutely loads of fun. We play that every gig. Yeah, for sure. You do. I mean, is, does Mark does Mark sort of come up with these things and and then you just sort of follow along? Because I've seen that happen on stage. I, I well, saw we that. You know, fly, yeah, we fly like we sort of we've both because I think playing together for that, that long. Yeah. You know, we just, you know, you have that sixth sense and, you know, any music will get that. You sort of, if you know someone well musically, yep. it's sort of an unwritten, you you, you can do it your eyes closed. Uh-huh. But, you know, just, just a quick nod or, or, you know, that acknowledgement of where you're going, sometimes it's just a feeling. Yes. Um, like the harmonica thing I've been playing for years and, and of course, we just, it just falls together. It's yes. just, you know, there's, there's lots of people you play music with and then there's the special people you just really um, gel with. Gel with, yeah. And, and Mark and I, and, and we're great mates too, you know. Yes. We're just, we're always, always a text away. Um, you know, I remember seeing, seeing me at the Gimpy Muster one year and I've been living in America because everyone knows Mark, he's a funny, funny man. He is. And he's always got a joke. He'll yeah. always tell you a crazy joke. Yes. Anyway, I hadn't seen him for like oh, a few years. I'd been in America and we flew him to do the Gimpy Muster and we're standing there in the courtyard near the, near the I think it was the, um, one of the bars there. And he goes, Matt. And I said, Mark, how are you? I said, I'm great. He said, I've learned 1,643 jokes since I've seen you last. Which <laughs> one would you like to hear? <laughs> it was like, just, just, you know, nothing changes. It was like, <laughs> we just picked up where we left off. He is, but, you know, he, he's, he's such he's a funny guy. guy. He's a very special guy, and he's he's very funny. I mean, I've I've socialised with him, uh, you know, <laughs> out of away from the gigs and away yeah, from the gigs. Yeah, he's he keeps this sort of bit of seriousness up when he's on the stage, but he he still goes <laughs> a bit he still goes a bit silly every now and then, but still keeps it all happening. And but you see oh, him yeah. out it's of the been, away from the, the gig. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Away from the gig, he's totally different. So, but such oh, a nice yeah, guy. He's a very, very clever guy too. He's, Absol- you know, he's like, Where did well, you I mean, meet when, him? when we were together, he was sixteen. Um, uh, we were in a band together in 1987. Uh-huh. We went to Tamworth the first time together. Yes. So his first Tamworth experience and mine were the same. Right. Um, and we're in a bush band, and we'd been together four years. Yes. And, and then we, the band dissipated, and he ended up in the Bushwhackers. Yes, he did. Yeah, and yeah. Then, he, then he went to Sweden in a punk rock band, and I went to America. <laughs> and I didn't know quite that. A, yeah, he did. He was off all over the world, and you know, he still, he still like prior to COVID, he was, you know, obviously he'd be, he'd be twice a year in Spain, uh, you know, off to and doing all the, all those crazy gigs all the time, off to Ireland. Yeah, you know, he's, he's much loved in 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 lots of scenes, and I think you know, yeah. So it's good for me. And Marley's uh, Marley loves him. Marley loves Mark. Now, how's so. how's how's Marley going now? For the for the benefit of my listeners, Marley's your son. How old is Marley now? Marley's ten now. He's okay. autistic. Just for, for listeners, he uh, is autistic, ADHD, um, and just a barrel of energy and fun. And you know, uh, he's been a challenge as they all are. You know, yes. uh, any parent out there with kids with special needs, it's. Yep. Uh, Twenty four seven. It is, yeah. But he's uh, an amazing human being. He, he really sure is. is incredible. He's a mm. he's a very lovable young boy. He really is. And, 
you know, funny. I've, he is. He's a funny character. You know, I, I, I mean, I do. I play Santa Claus at Christmas time, and he's one of the kids I'd always want to go up and give a big hug to. But Marley's the sort of he, he's a, he's because of his condition. You know, being um, he's autistic. You said ADHD. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, he, autism, he, it's autism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they call it ASD, which is autism spectrum. So it's sort of. It covers a lot of bases with it, with the ASD thing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's the sort of, he's the sort of boy I'd like to just run up to as Santa Claus and give a big hug to, you know, and because I do that every year. I've been doing Santa Claus work, and I've worked with special needs kids myself, so I know how difficult it can be. How's Marley been handling this COVID situation? Because obviously, it's, it would have affected him and people like him in a, in a yep. totally different way, but it still would have been difficult for him and and for you guys too, like. How do you think well, he's been doing sort of, um, it? Look, just just to put a little picture to it, is that with autism, oftentimes one of the biggest challenges is any change. Yeah. So, um, you know, Marley, they, they like routine in things. and But Marley fell straight into the COVID thing. He loved not going to school. He <laughs> loved the no anxiety of, you know, um, the crowds of school and the noises and things, and yes. he liked being at home. Yes. Um, he missed Big W. Right. But, you know, it was really crazy because, like, you know, normally it was like, I want to go to Big W, I want to go to Big W, you know. <laughs> yep. And if you're thinking, oh, here we go, or Marley's love is for vacuum cleaners. So yep. part of an autistic thing for a kid to like vacuum cleaners or trains or, you know. Yep. So he loves his trains. And mm. so, you know, we go to a trip to Harvey Norman and I'll stand there watching, with, you know, with the Dyson and the yep. Electrolux and that. <laughs> but over COVID, because we sort of had couldn't go there, couldn't go to these places, yep. over about six weeks, he sort of started not to really want to go anymore and okay. we found different things to do. We started riding bikes. Like we've been for a great bike ride, bike ride today. We rode about probably four kilometres, five uh-huh. kilometres. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, you know, we go out watching planes. Um, we do different things and, and that's been great. Like it really... Um, you know, he's really gained a lot of other things that he probably wouldn't wouldn't have with 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 uh, without COVID. Yeah. So, so that's a plus. Um, that you call that a plus? It is a plus. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. No, and then me too. Like getting time with him. Yes. You know, yes. I think I think that's uh, all of a sudden I feel guilty. I thought, what am I doing? I've, I've got nothing to do. Okay, I better paint that veranda. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I better make a carport, or I better do something. Right. And then I thought. Oh, but it gave me loads of time for Marley and I, and it, yes. and and I've I've really enjoyed that. You know, I feel that's yeah. been amazing. Fantastic. Well, I've seen Same I've way. seen a lot of the things you put on Facebook because whenever you do something with Marley, I'm, I won't say whenever, <laughs> but I've seen a lot of fun fun stuff. I saw the thing you did with Marley. Uh, you filmed that with a vacuum cleaner, and then you filmed. Oh, the- <laughs> Yeah, I saw him running around the store with a vacky, and I thought, "Oh, that's a good, that's a good example." That was yeah. that was <laughs> Leslie went off shopping. Yeah, so yeah. I was Marley. What are you want to do? He said, "Go to Harvey Norman." I'm thinking, "Oh, riveting. Let's go." Yep. So I yep. thought, "Well, at least we make it fun." He said, "Righto, let's let's do this." And so we made a little video, and these videos are good because you know these are things he can look back on when he's older. Absolutely. And, um, but how how funny is the the video? The f- Just for any folks, if you want to go and watch it, it's it's a, a, a very funny thing. <laughs> Look, and I think it's great because people that people that um, sort of come across, you know, children, young adults like Marley, don't maybe they don't really understand. 
So I think by you no, po- that you posting things like this, that there's a positive in that. I I see you're trying to take a a difficult situation, turning it into a real big positive, and letting other people know that you know you can still have fun. Life doesn't have to be full of doom and gloom because you've got a child that has some special needs. You know what I mean? Well, I think that's that's a you know doing these things, and I think I think I think the. The hardest thing for a family, like you know, with a, with a kid with special needs, is you know, you have to change. Everybody changes. Uh, all the siblings change. You know, once 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 that happens in a family, and there's a lot to deal with. Yes. And then I think people to be able to look on on, on Marley's life and see, you know, what we're doing and what we're up to. Yeah. It also brings a bit of some joy to other parents and other kids with special needs. And, yeah. Um. And. Yeah, it's funny, we go down shopping and people say, G'day, Marley, g'day, Marley. We're down town and he doesn't know who they are and I don't know who they are, but people get a lot of a lot of kick out of his, his videos oh, and his what he videos. does. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know, you know I do. I know I do. Every time I see a video of you, I mean, it used to be you and Mark Oates running around like a couple of lunatics when you were sort of filming. That, that was unbelievable stuff. Uh, yeah. and really well done, but now I've I've sort of started to watch these these ones. As I said, I saw the last one. Marley was in the shop with a vacuum cleaner. I, I think the one before that, he went. He, he was watching people skydiving, and he's saying, "Oh, how come they got the door open? Oh, that's so the bloke can jump out the door." <laughs> and I thought to myself, "This is really good stuff." You know, it's all positive. And then I saw the train one. You know, you were filming. Uh, was it? Oh, the train one's great. Yeah. The, the Red Rattler. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, and the people don't sort of object like like you take him into into Harvey's and he's got a vacuum cleaner and he's and he's sort of running around the store wanting to talk. Are they pretty cool about that whole thing? Or well, we did we did sell one Dyson last Saturday. <laughs> you did okay. I hope you got your commission. I hope Marley got it. Rather, I hope Marley got his commission because it was all about Marley. And if he sold a Dyson, made he make sure he gets his dues. He get his uh, get his royalties. I think as a parent you worry. Yes. But they know Marley and they understand and also, you know, these um demos that are there, mm-hmm. um, people are using them and they do demos with them and, you know, Marley's just switches them on and he goes and you know, I mean, at Bing Lee the lady gave him three dollars. Yep. You know, to uh because he he vacuumed the floor for him <laughs> for, for for them. Okay. And of course he looked at me and said, Dad Dad, I'm rich. Yes. Yeah. He, he said, now we can buy a Roomba. And I'm thinking, okay, a Roomba vacuum cleaner is like seven hundred dollars. Yeah. You gotta you gotta you gotta vacuum a couple more floors, mate. But you keep it up, keep up the good work, you'll be able to buy one from mum. You'll be able to get yeah, one. Yeah, for real. <laughs> All right, mate. Listen, uh, it's been—it's always a good time to catch up with you, Manny. I really, I really enjoyed our chat. It's—it's it's been wonderful, Likewise. and um, it's good to hear Marley's doing well, and you've got a lot of positive stuff out there for people with, uh, with you know, young children or, or yep. older adults. Is—is uh, is there anything? I think too, mainstream people too who who don't you know much about autism. It's great to watch. You know, if you don't know anything about it, it's um, it's good to watch it because it sort of. Gives you an idea, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So where Marley's, can they? Marley's, no one. Sorry, I was going to say where no, can they? On. Where can they catch up these videos? If like for my oh, listeners, just, just on my Facebook. Yeah, just yep. go to Maddie, Maddie Zarb. Maddie Zarb. Yep, on Facebook. Yeah, yep. or or some on my Instagram at Matt Zarb Music. You'll see some stuff there. Yep, fantastic. And uh, but yeah. 
Awesome. Listen, great to talk to you, mate. Absolutely. Really good talk. Fantastic, mate. And uh, look, and, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna play another track off this album in a moment. And where can they get it again? They can get it from. That one to be Mark Oates and Matt Zarb. Yep. That's where you find that record. Okay. And okay. um, it's got Saturday Night Hall. It's got the Harp thing and all those crazy things on it. Fantastic. Record. And uh, and if you just Google me, you can find all the other older stuff. But yep. yeah, fantastic. You know, for me. It's one big long journey, mate. Absolutely. Well, you keep doing what you're doing, my friend, because you're 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 a, you're a very special human being. I I, I guess I kind of <laughs> know you a little bit better because I, I I look a bit deeper into what I see in these videos and stuff. You're not just a guy who picks up a guitar and can play and sing. I mean, you do that exceptionally well. But uh, I see a lot of love with you. I met you there. I met your wife. I met you. I met your son. And you, you're a pretty exceptional human being. And you've you know, you've been dealt a tough hand, but you're dealing with it really, really well, mate. Everybody, oh, everybody that knows you'd be proud of you for sure, and your and your uh, boy, and your and your wife, and it's good, mate. You just keep doing what well, you're doing. Blessings, mate. Great yep. to talk to you. Okay. Have a good Sunday, and thanks, thanks to all the folks listening out there. Appreciate it. That's yeah, mate. And uh, and this will be up on the podcast soon, so you, we, we maybe we can sell it for a few bucks and Mario will be that much he'll be that much closer to getting his getting his vacuum cleaner. If he knows it's about is anything about vacuum cleaners we're in we're in. Fantastic. All right Matty, thank See you ya. so much buddy. You take care and we'll talk again soon. See you, Rob. Thanks mate. Bye, mate.